It is one thing to fool people for an episode or two. We've conned y'all now for a month. Welcome to the fourth episode of Hangtime Indiana, podcast from the State Champs Indiana Network, alongside Drake Wally, who handles all things high school sports for our friends at Shine 99 in Frankfurt. My name is Greg Rakestraw, and I work for everyone. But the day job is ISCSportsNetwork.com, the cable channel, the app, the website, and I am the vice president of that burgeoning media empire. Drake, it is always going to be with you. Ask me some intelligent questions. Well, Greg, it's great to see you as well. Now, before we get started uh, here, let me drop a brief reminder that everybody who wants to catch and stay up to date on everything high school basketball here in the state of Indiana can tune into State Champs right here, Hang Time Indiana podcast every Wednesday evening. And also, if they want to go back and check out the great highlights as well, check out all of our highlights on Facebook at State Champs Indiana or on Twitter at State Champs Indy. Now, before we get started on all this, we witnessed a great week in sectionals for girls. Yep. A lot of wonderful stories, only a couple more sectionals to be decided. Um, but before we can get into all that, let's get filled in on some of the stories from boys basketball. Greg, take the floor. All right. So we start with Warren Central every week, right? That, that's <laughs> kind of what we're obligated to do. They got a nice winning at Center Grove on, on Thursday night. Of course, Thursday night, if the weather allowed, especially say in the southern two-thirds of the state. Mm-hmm. I think most of the teams were able to play. Some boys games took place on Saturday afternoon. Some got bumped to Friday evening because of not having games Wednesday night and in a lot of cases Thursday night and because of the compressed nature of the week they're the girls sectional. So to me the storylines were at least from a, a poll standpoint in 4A again there is that separation of the top three down to everybody else. So mm-hmm. Warren Carmel LC. That's how they're rated one, two, three. Of course. But there is little that separates those two teams. Then you've got Floyd Central at number four, led by Kobe Barnes, an absolute steal for Greg Lansing and the folks at Indiana State. Again, I expect them to kind of stay at that position probably for the remainder of the rankings. Now the question is, because they get past New Albany in the sectional, a little bit easier now that Romeo Langford's not playing there, but still (laughs) something they haven't done in a long time. Then it becomes Bloomington South and Center Grove would be in that same regional with Floyd Central. But that's getting the cart (laughs) way in front of the horse. Once you get past Floyd at number four, then you bring in kind of a lot of the other Indianapolis teams, a lot of the teams from the region. Penn would be in that group as well. South Bend Riley that's in the top 10 too. But to me, there's the big three, Warren, Carmel, LC, and everybody else. Of course. I had a chance to see one of those everybody else's, if you will, last week in Brownsburg. And Brownsburg has a win against that top three when they beat Carmel back in mid-January. Mm-hmm. And Brownsburg wasn't great for four quarters, but they were really good the last two in beating a Plainfield team 65-43. Plainfield has just three losses on the season. Two of them are to Brownsburg, one in the <laughs> Hendricks County Tournament and then a regular season game last Thursday. We had that game on the ISC Sports Network, and I think those two teams will play one more time in sectional number 12, which is at Brownsburg this year. The two Terre Haute schools, Mooresville, Avon, Plainfield, and Brownsburg. Brownsburg was very impressive. Their issue is, is they're not a great shooting team. Uh, They have issues knocking down jump shots at times. They have issues making free throws at times. In the second half, they knock down threes. They are as physical. They are deep. They are experienced. In other words, once we get to postseason playing, it's all about defense. The way they play defense, that will continue on to the postseason, and it will give them a chance. I think they're going to win their sectional. They will then likely face a 
Ben Davis or a Pike, then a Warren Central or a Lawrence Central uh, once they get to the regional round. I think because of the schedule they play, as of last week, Drake, they had the 13th toughest schedule in the state. The Hoosier Crossroads Conference is very good this year. HSE, Fisher, Zionsville, Brownsburg, all having really good years. On top of that, Brownsburg plays six of the eight teams in the MIC this season. <laughs> so they've done a great job in terms of their schedule. Again, I think they can match up with those top three teams. So of my observations from 4A this week, Yes, there's the big three, mm-hmm. and there's a huge matchup coming up next week between Carmel and Warren Central. But of the of the rest of that talented group behind the top three, Brownsburg's a team you should keep your eye on. Now, in 3A this week in boys basketball, we had a team lose for the first time this year, and that was Northwestern. They fell to a Southwood team that is not the Southwood team from a season ago. Southwood were the runners-up in 1A last year, Mm -hmm. but they graduated most of their key pieces off of that team. Northwestern falls in the ranks of the unbeatens. Delta, the only undefeated team left in Indiana High School boys basketball. They are now number one in 3A. As far as 2A is concerned, nothing really new from a movement standpoint Mm -hmm. in terms of the tops of the 2A polls, but there is one team that has a couple of big games I want you to keep your eye on. That would be Heritage Christian. Mm. Heritage Christian really has not been a part of an athletic conference. I'm not sure if they ever have been in the past. They aren't for football, but they are for other sports. One of the smaller schools in this conference, a new conference, the Circle City Conference. Heritage Christian goes to this weekend 3-0 in league play. They still have games left against Ron Colley this weekend and Brabuff next weekend. Mm. If they can get past Ron Colley this weekend, then they'll likely play for a league championship against Brabuff next weekend. So that's kind of what has my attention in 2A. And in 1A, again, not a lot of movement in the polls because everything seems to be pointing towards Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian and Bar Reeve potentially playing for a state championship. A lot of other teams would like to get in the way of that. Of course. Uh, before we get to Bankers Life Fieldhouse on March 23rd. So many amazing stories coming from the boys' side. And as we have, uh, as we had recently happened, we had most of the girls' sectional games get concluded. Now, before we dive into a little bit more of, a, of, of, of detail with each class and kind of what's happened in the postseason, give us some of the top stories from uh, the opening week here in playoff. Well, to me, it was the fact there wasn't much in the way of upsets. You know, I, I would say form held for the most part. Now in 4A, the fact that Mooresville got past Brownsburg, mm-hmm. that would be an upset. Elise oh, yes. Skaggs uh, was one of the uh, Indiana Basketball Coaches Association Players of the Week for her efforts in, in helping get Mooresville. And again, Mooresville is a traditional powerhouse. They have, I think they had a streak of seven consecutive sectional championships. I think it's their first one, though, in four years they picked up. And Brownsburg was the favorite in that section. Mooresville found a way to get by him. There are there are the the loaded sectional ten that we talked about, where oh, yes. uh, you knew that three good teams would be going home mm-hmm. after the first week of the tournament, and mm-hmm. that is the case. Uh, Heritage Christian, the benefit of the draw, they didn't have to play the other three until they got to the final. But Lawrence North survived the other half of that bracket. <laughs> they got the bye. They were able to witness North Central knock off the defending state champs Warren Central in the first game. Then LN beat North Central in the second. 
second game, and then they were awaiting Heritage Christian in the third game and managed to get the job done, and so they head on to the regional now. The other section that kind of jumps off the page at me that is certainly worth mentioning from a storyline standpoint was the was the sectional that Marion came out of, and they were kind of an afterthought because even though they won the North Central Conference, Drake, in that sectional, you had number three versus number four mm-hmm. in Norwell versus Belmont. And the winner of that game didn't win the sectional. It was Marion that won the sectional. They've been really good the last couple of years. So congratulations to the Lady Giants for coming out of that group. And then there is one sectional that is near and dear to my heart, and that would be in Class 1A, where Mila Mater in Lanesville won their first ever girls basketball sectional as they were able to uh, knock off conference rival Borden in the championship game on Saturday night. They had not won a, a, a conference title in girls basketball nor a sectional in girls basketball until this year. They were able to knock off both. So congratulations to head coach Angie Hinton and her staff and the good folks in my hometown in Lanesville playing on past the first week of the Girls State Tournament for the first time in program history. And speaking of 1A basketball and speaking of the sectional girl or, you know, the girls sectional, we need to really discuss just a couple of the teams sure. by class and just uh, who's really catching our eyes. And, you know, we'll start off with 1A. And for me, I, I, I got to talk about the North Central Thunderbirds. Um, uh, they defeated Clay, Clay City. They got the first round by. They defeated Clay City 58 to 40 in round two. And then they won 50, uh, sectional 57 against Bloomfield. They they play 16 and 10 Greenwood, Greenwood, excuse me, Christian Academy for the regional championship, and sophomore Avery Davidson leads a momentous Thunderbird uh, squad with 18 points a game in the regular season. Well, they play in the regional semifinals, and it's, it's great that North Central, and obviously they're a team. Uh, this is kind of a group that's that's got some great athletic success. A lot of those same girls that play basketball were on the softball team, the runners up last year in 1A to Pioneer. But frankly, it's the other two teams in that regional that probably draw your attention. Jackson. My goodness, they have now won 11 straight sectionals. Drake, they went to five overtimes to beat Waldron <laughs> in their sectional 60 championship just a night ago from when we are filming this. They are now in girls basketball have the longest sectional streak in terms of consecutive sectionals. One, and they have won 29 straight games in the sectional. Now, it's Tinley that has come out of this group the last couple of years. That's not the case this year, but... North Central, solid team, but probably the winner of the University Jack Sendell game in the other game in that regional probably would be considered the favorite to win the championship game. But still, congratulations to the Thunderbirds for making it this far. And they and Greenwood Christian Academy should be a great matchup on Saturday morning. Absolutely. And going along with with more good teams to watch, we also have the Northfield Lady Norsemen. Uh, They defeated Clinton Central in round one. They moved on to defeat the Trojans of Tri-Central in round two, both both games by more than 40 points. And then they would eventually win sectional 54 against Southwood 58 to 31. They completely dominated everybody that they came across. Well, that was a field that, again, Northfield really was the only team with a winning record in that group, and you thought it would be rather one-sided, and it was. The best news for Northfield is that they're not in the same regional as Michigan City Marquette, (laughs) or Marquette Catholic, they kind of referred to as both sides with the Nolan Twins. And so, you would think that Northfield is likely the favorite to win their regional that they are in as well. Mm-hmm. And so, again, expect Northfield to play on past this weekend at the 1A level. Now that we've covered 1A, tell us a little bit about some of the uh, good teams to watch for 2A women's basketball. All right, 2A Central Noble doesn't know who they're playing yet as we are filming this. They are playing either Bowman Academy or likely Hammond Bishop Noel, mm-hmm. who has 20 wins going into their sectional championship game that got postponed until Tuesday night. But again, Central Noble, led by Freeman and Leatherman, their starting five 
all entirely back from last year's 2A state championship team. They are the favorites in the northern half of the bracket. But a team that in the northern half of things you should look out for would be Monroe Central. Absolutely. Monroe Central, a very good team. And Monroe Central gave the team that Central Noble played against uh, last year's state championship game, Winchester Fitz. Winchester and Monroe Central are not that far apart from each other, but the dividing line between north and south in the bracket goes right between their two school districts. So Winchester in far eastern Indiana actually goes south, where Monroe Central bumps north. Mm -hmm. But in terms of quality teams in 2A, I would expect Central Noble to get a good effort from likely Bishop Knoll in the regional round. But again, don't sleep on Monroe Central. They're a very good team in 2A. Now, the two teams in 2A that I think are the best will see each other pretty early. Winchester and Triton Central. Again, Triton mm. Central has lost just one time all year, and it was to the defending sectional state champs in Central Noble back in November. And again, Winchester as well as Triton Central, they are in the same regional. So they will be facing each other here pretty quickly as far as the remainder of the tournament goes in the southern half of the bracket. So now moving on to 3A, some of the teams that we really want to look at, uh, that we really want to uh, maybe you know keep tabs on here, one of which, of course, the Northwestern <laughs> Lady Tigers. I know we've talked about them all the time, but there is good reason. There is very good reason. They got the first round by in sectionals. They defeated the Lady Red Devils 70 to, to 33. They defeated McConaughey 80 to 23 for the sectional 20 championship. And Madison Layden in the playoffs is at, uh, had tw or had 29 points shooting 52%. And Kendall Bostic had 22 shooting 71% in the sectional championship. You can't really shoot any better than that. One of them's going to Purdue. One of them's going to Michigan State. <laughs> They're both juniors. They're both back next year. And uh, yeah, they're good. <laughs> I think we've established that. I think the rest of the state nods their head in agreement. And again, uh, they are now just two more victories away from knowing they would be in the 4A ranks next year. Oh, yeah. All they have to do is win a regional championship, win two games on Saturday, which is certainly expected. Uh, and they would be playing for the 4A title next year. Obviously, right now the focus is winning that second 3A championship. And another good team that I have to talk about are the Greensburg Pirates. Now, the Greensburg Pirates, they defeated Rushville 58-54. Now, here's the, here's the great thing. They went and they defeated Lawrenceburg 55 to 53. They won the sectional cha 29 championship in two games by a combined total of six points. Very close victories. Well, those are also conference rivals in the AAC for Coach Simpson and Greensburg as well. And again, what makes this unique, you just mentioned the two teams that played in the 3A state championship. Mm -hmm. And every time we've talked about Greensburg, whether it's been in this form or elsewhere, I've had to tell people, hey, listen, there's gonna be a lot of repeat business in terms of the state championship from Absolutely. last year to this year. A lot of good players Greensburg over. was the one team where we said, no, they lost most of their key players. Now, uh, players like Micah Morrison and Melina Wilkerson, they are back from last year's team, oh, yes. but they are asked to play completely different roles than they were a season ago. And that 3A bracket has kind of opened up. Now, Greensburg played Danville in the semi-state last year. They might have the chance to play them again this coming season. I know schools like Salem and others will say, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. We, we got a chance to be in that semi-state, too. We're here for a reason as well. But the fact <laughs> that Greensburg had come out of a very good league and win the sectional championship against Lawrenceburg in Lawrenceburg's gym <laughs> on Monday night, Job well done by the Pirates. Well, and you were mentioning some of the players and Micah Morrison, Melina Wilkinson, and also Aaliyah Evans. They all average at least 12 points per game, and they're all underclassmen. And so the part that I just said about Northwestern playing in 4A next year, they are cheering in Decatur County the fact that, in theory, 
They could play them in the 3A state finals for a second consecutive year. Although then again, if they made the state finals, they'd go to 4A with them. <laughs> Let's change some battle plans. Just kidding about that, ladies. And speaking of 4A, Greg, give us some of the teams you're looking at in 4A girls basketball. All right. From a 4A standpoint, I, I think it's really much more about... You know, there, there's great talent. You know, Sydney Parish from Hamilton Southeastern, mm-hmm. you know, clearly comes to mind. Absolutely. But it's it's much more about team. Uh, Jessica Carruthers, talented freshman guard that has led Crown Point to the regional, uh, and they are undefeated. There is a good chance that Crown Point and Penn could face each other at a combined 53-0 and in the <laughs> regional championship game coming up on Saturday night. So there's a couple of players that immediately kind of jump off the page to me. Mm-hmm. We reference Elise Skaggs or what she did to help lead Mooresville past Brownsburg in the sectional 12 championship. But it's more so about great teams, I think, at the 4A level than, say, great individual talent. Especially when you've got that kind of competitive level, you need to have more more than just one individual to lead the team. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and transition onto some of the games yep. that we are going to look forward to. We're going to jump right into it. 1A. Go. All right. 1A again, my favorite game involves my hometown, Lanesville and Vincennes Reve. Now, frankly, Vincennes Reve will be the heavy favorite led by Grace Wagner. Talked about her a lot on this program the last few weeks. They were able to get past Ligoti. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, they knew they would get a great test from Ligoti in their own sectional. This is kind of a measuring stick game if you're from, from a Lanesville perspective, because this is how high the bar is set. Reve, absolutely, seemingly in the last decade, has had more years where they've made the state finals than more than years where they've not. And <laughs> they expect ridiculous. to get back to Banker's life and frankly try to reverse that result from Michigan City Marquette a year ago. So that game jumps off the page. But again, I'll go back to that morning regional game in the regional that's played at Southwestern of Shelby County, Jackson Dell and University. I think whoever wins that game, I think that's the favorite to go forward. And I think that might be of the morning games in the regional round on Saturday. I think that's probably the best game. And to move on into two A, some of the games that I've got on my my radar are uh, Weibo versus Covenant Christian. Weibo won their sec their two sectional games by a total of five points. So another team that was able to eke a couple victories by Covenant Christian uh, and Bailey Everett defeated Park Tudor Speedway in Indianapolis Short Ridge for the Section Forty Three title. They face off for regional gold. Now, Winchester Community versus Triton Central. This is something that you alluded to earlier. Yep. This is an insane game that is going to be wonderful to watch. Winchester 23-3 and under Holly Gutierrez. They won both their sectional games against Union County and against Northeastern, sectional 41 champions. Now, Triton Central is 23-1 and under Brian Graham, defeated Eastern Hancock en route to winning their sectional, and sophomore Tenley Phelps and junior Maya Chandler both averaging at least 15 points a game. And both these games are the same location. This is the same region. You can go to Speedway and watch both these games. And, and Weibo and Covenant Christian don't have as impressive of records, but they play really good competition. Mm-hmm. Again, Covenant Christian plays a lot of the top schools in the Indianapolis area, especially in the parochial ranks, because again, they're part of the Circle City Conference. Uh, and so they, they have kind of upped their level of competition. And Weibo got past a very good Cloverdale team in the sectional championship. Uh, Cloverdale team that won over 20 games on the season. And so, again, whomever wins between Winchester and Triton Central will be the favorite to win the night game against, remember, they play in the morning, but those are both really good teams. Those are two great traditional programs. Speedway shapes up as a, as a really great regional. Now that we've touched on 2A, Greg, tell us a little bit about 3A. Well, again, Northwestern will see some familiar foes in their regional. Their lineup against Gary West, Mishawaka, Marion, and, and Knox are the other two teams that are in that regional. But again, look at the 3A regional at Charlestown that Greensboro will be a part of Salem. And, and, and this is a good point to, to, to reference this because we're now to class 3A. There are three high schools in Washington County in Southern Indiana. 
Salem, Eastern, and West Washington. All three of those teams won sectionals <laughs> and, and in three different classifications. So congratulations to all those teams. Salem uh, has, has been very good the last couple of years. They won their sectional last year. Greensburg, of course, got out of that regional last year. But Salem gets to play at Charleston in the regular season because they're in the same league in, in, in the Mid-Southern Conference. And Salem already owns a victory in this building. They'd like to get a couple of more. They're able to get past North Harrison during the regular season, who's a very good basketball team that's played up the last couple of years in Class so look at that regional, the one at Charlestown. All four of the teams that made it are in the top 10. Expect that regional to be a really good one. Well, and then we're going to move on here to 4A to conclude. Uh, Homestead versus Zionsville. Homestead is 25-4 and four under Rod Parker, and they are the reigning sectional six champions. Now we move on to the sectional seven champions. Zionsville averaging 65 points a game, 27 points allowed here in the playoffs. you got to remember Zionsville is the runner-up from last year, but they have really been hit hard by injuries. The fact they were able to Rally uh, dispatched a really good Zion or a Harrison team. That game won close in the sectional final. Again, that's a great game. I mean, Homestead and Zions. Well, Homestead's more of the traditional power. Again, I think HSC is the favorite in terms of the regional, but that's a great battle to see who gets to likely to play the Royals in Saturday night's championship game. Absolutely. And then one more game to watch is Ben Davis against Mount Vernon. Ben Davis are well coached by Joe Lentz, edged Ron Colley in a stellar 52 to 50 performance uh, in sectional. Eleven Amber, Ambria Wenzi uh, leads fellow teammates juniors Kara uh, Goss and uh, Sherelle Newsom, all averaging eleven points per game and six steals between all three, meaning each one averages around two a game. You pick two teams with two tremendous coaches. A coach Lentz has been doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. and that sectional with he, with Stan Benj, with others, the 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 years of experience, and I mean, I think they were to four digits in terms of victories that the <laughs> coaches combined in that sectional. So no, nobody in that sectional had an overly impressive record, but coaches know whoever come out of that sectional is going to be good. And Ben Davis is a very solid team. And Julie Shelton now back at Mount Vernon. She led them to a state championship in 3A in 2013, left Mount Vernon to go be an assistant coach to Kurt Gidlewski at Butler for a few years, and now is back at Mount Vernon. And they're 20 and five. They're solid. To some, it might have been a surprise they got past New Pal in, mm. in, in the sectional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure the folks in Hancock County, maybe those two teams are both really good. Ben Davis likely the favorite there, but mm-hmm. again, two outstanding coaches in that game. Well, and another thing is that with uh, with Mount Vernon, they went through all three rounds, didn't get a bye. The first game wasn't necessarily a close one, but the following two against Pendleton Heights and New Palestine, they definitely were close contests, and we have uh, sophomore Lexi Shelton leading them 16 points a game, five rebounds, and two steals. That is going to be one heck of a game. Now, we are to the point of the show where we need to ask – what is on Greg Rakestraw's radar? Who will we see rise here in these regionals? All right. So in, in, in terms of, of the regionals are concerned, like so we, we've kind of hit on on the top matchups, so to speak, from, from, a, from a girl's standpoint. Mm-hmm. So on the radar, I will, I will go ahead and focus on the boys' side of the okay. ledger as far as games Wonderful. that you can view this weekend. Uh, Hamilton Southeastern and Carmel. They just met for a girls' sectional championship last Saturday. They might be meeting for a boys' sectional championship uh, coming up uh, in, in March. That sectional would be at Carmel. Uh, this game is also at Carmel. Hamilton Southeastern, and we've had this conversation before, oh, yeah. there's a lot of great depth and mm. size mm-hmm. on Hamilton Southeastern. You say that about a lot of teams this year. Carmel matches them 
from a size standpoint. They're, they're not a very deep team, but the question is, can Hamilton Southeastern's guards hang with the very talented Carmel backcourt duo of Winland and Hetty? Again, not guys overly impressive from a size standpoint, but very impressive from a heart toughness and basketball IQ standpoint. I was about to ask, do you think that's going to be a defensive battle between those two games? I, I think so. Two teams? And, and, oh, and yeah. again, it's, it's just kind of the nature. Of physical, physicality. It, 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 Carmel tends to be the team that plays the more, more slowdown style, but Carmel gets you to play their style when you play them. That's right. And again, that's going to really determine who the sectional eight favorite is right now. It would clearly be Carmel, mm-hmm. but Carmel knows Hamilton Southeastern is a team that can certainly hang with them. Other two games on my radar are games that I will have on the ISC Sports Network this weekend. Looking forward to Danville and Brebuff. Danville, maybe not as good as they have been in years gone by, but uh, Brian Barber rarely has a bad team mm-hmm. at Danville. Brebuff, to show you how tough their schedule is, I can just simply point to how last week played out for them. They knock off Crispus Attucks by a point, a late Simon Banks free throw. That's a huge game in terms of their sectional. They're both in the same sectional. A couple of days later, they come back and had to play their big rival in Park Tudor, and Tim Adams' squad knocked off Burbuff on Saturday afternoon. So coming up and down weekend for the Braves, they're still rated number 10 in Class 3A. Team. That is a, that is going to be a, a great kind of precursor. Those two teams are in different sectionals, but they have met in the regional yeah. in previous years. So again, Burbuff and Danville should be a good one on Friday night. And then on Saturday, I get to have Cathedral and South Bend Riley, both in the top 10. And Cathedral is a team that will kind of expand their palate, if you will, outside of Indianapolis. Try to play great competition. And South Bend Riley has proven all year long, hey, we're more than just Demise Anderson, now playing at IU, that led them to the semi-state last year. They have managed to be a top 10 team. They're rated 10th this week. But this is going to be a big test for them to see how they match up against one of the better teams in Indianapolis. Cathedral coming in at number 7 in the state. So that is Saturday. You're going to go see that game. It's a bit of an earlier tip time than usual. It is a 6.30 varsity start time for that contest. Again, I'll have it on the ISC Sports Network. But those are three games on the boys' side that jump off the page immediately as great postseason primers, knowing that as of this weekend, We have two weeks left to go of the boys' basketball regular season. Girls' regionals coming up. Boys' sectionals coming up. Greg, it is always great to be here with you. Same thing uh, for you, Drake. Appreciate it. Again, thanks to Todd Young behind the scenes, the man that operates all the cameras, so you fine folks can see us on a week-by-week basis. We'll do it again next week. We'll have a preview of the girls' semi-states and talk about that massive Warren Central Carmel boys' matchup, a rematch some 11 months in the making from last year's 4A state championship game. And I'll say crazy things, and Drake will just smile and nod. Accordingly. <laughs> That's what we do every week. It is the Hang Time Indiana Podcast. Again, thanks for watching.